0: In today's show, the entrepreneur's secret weapon, you you listed if I if I got this right, Ryan, in my notes here, that there were I think four things, and I hopefully I didn't miss any morning routine being one, of course, the morning upgrade part of that yeah. mindset, exercise, and then personal development. And the personal development, you talked about family and, and work. Did I miss yeah. anything?
1: Well, and actually, it's funny we were talking about before about not beating yourself up. <clears throat> There's a chapter on getting it right 80% of the time because I've my own brothers. Like one, my one brother was like, I, I listen to your podcast, but it stresses me out. listening to these long routines. And I just don't think I could ever do that. And I was like, I don't do that. I have a short routine. Some of my guests have short routines. You have to find what works that works best for you. That's the thing. Like, you know, don't stress out over it. It's just, it's just a morning routine. We're not, you know, it's nothing serious. Just find out what works best for you. And then my other brother, brother was like, doesn't it stress you out? Always trying to get like 1% better and all that, like, don't you ever just relax? I'm like, I am very relaxed. I actually have a lot of fun too.
2: In today's ultra competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life join jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business
0: welcome back to the root of all success with me the real jason duncan thank you for taking time to listen today i've got a great guest for you today his name is ryan cote And Ryan is the founder of a of a business called Morning Upgrade. And it's a business dedicated to raising awareness of personal development and morning routines. And for those of you that know me a little bit, you know that I'm not a routine person. And so I was interested to talk to Ryan about what he means by that. And is he one of these guys that are that's militant about routines? And if you don't do it, you're you're a terrible human being. Well, I want you to listen today and hear how we talked through that. He's also the co owner of a company called Ballantine. It's a family, third generation family owned business that uh, does marketing, digital marketing, print marketing, direct mail marketing, and also has a roofing agent or roofing company, which is interesting. And as a matter of fact, I don't even think we talk about that in the show today, but we do talk about the marketing part of it. He lives in New Jersey with his wife and his three little girls. They're 11, nine, and seven. And you'll find today as you listen to Ryan on the show on the Root of All Success, you'll find that he is one of the most reasonable guys you could talk to. Like he he has his idea about what morning routines should be and what your morning upgrade should be, but he's very reasonable about it. He has his own podcast called The Morning Upgrade Podcast, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else, just where you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to those. Make sure you tune in on that. And then he also has a book called The Entrepreneur's Secret Weapon, which we'll talk a little bit about on the show today, The Entrepreneur's Secret Weapon weapons so go check that out but uh let's go ahead and get into the show today this is the root of all success and please help me welcome ryan cote to the show ryan welcome to the show man i'm glad to be able to talk with you today we're gonna have a good time
1: yeah hey jason yeah i'm excited to be
0: here let's do it well all the way from new jersey so uh i'm here in nashville tennessee you're in new jersey have you always lived in new jersey
1: yeah, my whole life, uh, except for college, went to Pennsylvania Uni- University of Scranton for four years. Uh, almost moved down to North Carolina with my wife before we had kids, but that was many years ago. And now we're deeply rooted in, in New Jersey, at least for the time being.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever been to New Jersey. I don't. I don't really? think. Uh, I I uh, I've I traveled back in the early nineties, mid nineties. I went up to. Um, Woodstock, Socrates New York area for the 25th anniversary of Woodstock. Remember that? Yes. I don't know if you remember, 1990, it was 94, I think, was the 25th anniversary. So we did a road trip, a friend of mine and I did a road trip, and we drove through uh, you know, all the states going up there and went through Pennsylvania and we stayed in, uh, is it Madame Morris, Pennsylvania? Is that kind of on the Delaware border somewhere around there? I don't
1: know. not familiar with that area. I just don't. Like the anyway, we, and, then,
0: and then went into New York. And what surprised me about that part of the country, because I'm, I'm from the South, I'm, I'm from Nashville, born and raised. And I never, you know, like my perception of New York and New Jersey and that t- is like complete, like concrete cityscapes, and tall buildings okay. and no greenery. And so yes. when I got to New York. I was driving through, I wouldn't say upstate. I don't know where Socrates is, but it was not at all that. It was green grass and rolling hills and mountains and cows. And I thought, this is not like I've been lied to my whole life. <laughs> so what's what's it like in New Jersey where you live? Is it city, country? What 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 is it?
1: I'm like cutting in the country, the suburbs. That's something about New Jersey, I mean, I suppose it's not a place you really vacation to. I guess you could argue you could vacation to the Jersey Shore, uh, but New Jersey has got there's like the real city like part in Jersey. There's the suburbs with a lot of like I've got a window right here, a lot of green grass and a lot of stuff, houses, and uh, there's the shore, uh, there's farmland, and so it's a, it's a pretty big state. And so depending on where you are, there's actually a lot to. I know Jer- Jersey gets. You know, bad rap from that, that damn show, Jersey Shore. But, uh, you know, there's a lot there's a lot to do here. Plus, I'm like 30 minutes from New York City. Not that we take advantage of that very often, but I can get into the city, which is a whole another animal very quickly. Well, you
0: know, my one of my uh, vice presidents of one of the companies, she's she's from New Jersey and she moved to Nashville. Uh, to get married and and they've been here i guess eight nine maybe almost ten years but she goes back her family still lives there and she goes back a lot and uh so that's my only connection to New Jersey. So welcome to the root of all success, all the way from awesome. New Jersey via Zoom. We're glad I'm glad that you're here. So this show, of course, as you know, which is why we booked you on the show, is I talked to very successful entrepreneurs about how they became successful, their secrets, and what they did to do it, what their stories were like. So if you if you think back, Ryan, to the beginnings of your entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. um, it might be as a kid, I don't know, I don't know your story yet. We're gonna find out together today with my listeners, but when did you first realize or get into entrepreneurship
1: yeah so first off i come from a family of entrepreneurs so valentine is a family business i'm third generation that's the marketing agency now it's spun off into like roofing but uh, it's random but there's a story there uh so i mean you know it's all i really knew like my father had his own business well my great my great uncle started the company then my grandfather went in in 68 my dad in 78 and so you know, it's all I, you know, my dad owning his own business, my uncle being in it, it's, it's kind of what I knew, you know, like a summer breaks, so I would go to work at, at the marketing agency and just do like, you know, data entry type stuff. And so I worked in the business during my, my breaks. And so like owning your own business, it wasn't like a foreign concept to me because it's what my dad did and my uncle and my grandfather. And so I kind of just heard the stories and all that. That said, I guess for me, college, really, I think if I think back to like, well, I think in high school too, I was like trying to create things, but even when I go back to college, I was like selling things on eBay. I started creating my own e-commerce sites, sold one eventually. Some, a bunch didn't work out. Some did. I got very much into affiliate marketing, did very well that, well with that for a few years. And then I created my own service business. And then I created a different, a new division in Valentine Digital because it used to be just print. So it was kind of just a process of trying different things, but I've always gravitated towards starting my own thing, creating it. I like creating things. And uh, it started really like high school and college. I mean, I I think back uh, when I graduated high school and I'll take a break after this. um, When I, when I graduated high school, had my first job in college, I would wake up five o'clock in the morning to work on like different websites before I went to my job. And so it's always been in me.
0: So you, you having that third generation business ownership, probably, uh, groomed you for understanding what it means to talk about business and business focus. So you're involved in the marketing agency and the family business now, but but you also do your own stuff, right? So when did you when did you break out? W- was the eBay thing kind of your first, I'm doing this on my own, or was it the affiliate marketing? What, what, what was your first deal kind of away from the family business?
1: Yeah, I've always had little side things, actually. Um, I enjoy it. And so it's not work to me. Uh, I would say eBay was the first thing. I mean, I, I, I'm hesitating because I I, I hesitate tell the story, but I remember like even before the eBay thing, and this is like going back years and years, this is when it was kind of like the wild, wild west of what you can sell online. And I remember buying ephedrine, like the diet weight loss powder. Yeah, I remember that. Pilling, uh, creating my own pills with it. This is like, I, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but it was illegal, <laughs> but creating my own pills with it and then selling it online. And people actually were selling it and so it was always, you know, yeah. That, and that was on eBay actually. But then I sold other things too. So yeah, I would say eBay was the first, uh, my first entree into like trying to sell things to other people. So
0: what year? What year was that approximately? That
1: was like uh, I graduated high school in '97. Uh, it was like '98. Um, I even tried selling vitamins at my college. I used to put, uh, I used to put uh, posters up by the cafeteria saying that the cafeteria food is not going to give you the nutrition that you need you need to buy vitamins you take vitamins too and then that went away because the the uh school called me into their office told me i can't be bashing the cafeteria food and to take Ah. all my posters down
0: (laughs) so did they say you're wrong or did they say you can't talk about us badly because there's a difference (laughs) because if they didn't agree that you're wrong they're, they're just saying hey man we can't take the bad press you can't talk about me badly. You can't talk about the food <laughs> like that. <laughs> so you're kind of very creative guy. I can see uh, like that. And that, that's one of the hallmarks of an entrepreneur is that 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 ability to innovate, to think of, think things through that other people don't. And that really, I think, and I, I'm gonna be interested in your opinion on this because you, you grew up in a third, you're a third generation business owner with Valentine. But there's a difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a business owner. I agree with you on the entrepreneur front. You have to, cause you're always tackling different problems. So you have to be creative in how you solve the problem. You have to have a persistent attitude um, and just be consistent with your actions just to work through problems and work through the daily challenges. Uh, but a business owner can be anything. it could be someone that owns a business, but they're not part of the business. You know, they're kind of just whatever investing into it and just they own it, but they don't actually run it. And so I feel like I agree with you. I think the entrepreneur, I think the biggest difference is, the attitude, the mindset, the creativity, and their willingness to keep pushing through even when you're getting you know, punched in the face.
0: Yeah. And you know what's interesting about about you, people like you in terms of, and what I mean by that is um, growing up in an entrepreneurial business ownership family where it's generational, you know, grand, grandfather, father, and then do you, a lot of times, by the time it gets to the third generation, they're just running a business. There's really not a lot of entrepreneurial spark. It's just this is what we do. It's my job, and it would be, and they would be performing well if they were an employee of someone else's business as much as they're performing. But it seems to me like you're not that guy. Like you actually have the entrepreneur bug, and and you've gone on and done some pretty cool stuff. So what, um, what, what are you? Are you? And this is what I don't know yet, but. So with Ballantine versus everything else you got going with with uh, Morning Upgrade, like how much time are you dedicating to the family business versus your own stuff?
1: I mean, the family business definitely takes up majority of my time. I take my like, day job, if you want to use that word, uh, just for lack of a better description. Uh, it's like, you know, what I spend most of my time on. Uh, at nighttime, I work on my own stuff. Um, and I have other things going on besides Morning Upgrade. But, uh, I, you know, and I've got a family too. So I try to like, carve out my time just to... But it, like when you're when you enjoy what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And so like even when I'm on my computer, like doing stuff, I don't it doesn't feel like work to me. I have to be conscious of the fact that I've got kids and that I can't be so like you know focused on my screen all the time. That's been something I've been working on, and I feel like I'm doing better at it. But yeah, Valentine is definitely the roofing business. I don't spend a lot of time on. That's my brother Scott's thing. I do a little bit of stuff, but it's really the marketing agency where I spend most of my time on.
0: And you said that Valentine started as a print marketing agency, but you were were the person to kind of usher in the digital stuff. So what was kind of the first thing you guys did to get into the digital space?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, we started out as direct mail. We still do a tremendous amount of direct mail for very large companies uh, that do a lot of mail. But the digital, uh, we started out doing SEO because that's search engine optimization. That's what I know best. And back then I was still like the marketing person for Valentine, but I was also running the digital, trying to grow it, you know, acting like it was a bigger company really. It was just me doing the work. And so we started off doing SEO search engine optimization, added in pay-per-click like Google ads a little bit. And then my brother, Scott joined the company in, uh, in 2014. And that's when things started. Cause then I had, now I had someone to like strategize with and work with because I was kind of just like by myself trying to grow the digital cause I knew it best. Um, And there was no one else in the company that could do the role, you know. And so uh, when Scott came on board, that's when we started to get bigger clients, higher employees. And then it's just been an evolution since then. How many
0: employees are with Ballantyne now on the marketing Uh, side?
1: There's 18 of us right now. It's still a small business.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well... That's, that's plenty I mean when you had when you get over 20 employees I know a lot of listeners will know this when you get over 20 man things start changing there's a weird there's a weird transition in business when you get over 20 employees and I've watched it happen in my businesses because you know you have as the founder or in your case as the, as the one running things as you know part of the fam, founding family you have com, uh, almost complete control over the culture and how things go on a day-to-day basis but once you get over 20 it starts taking a uh, kind of its own it becomes its own thing, and uh, we got up. One of my companies got up to I think thirty-seven employees once, and it was insane. Like, what the heck has happened to my company? It's crazy. Not not, not necessarily bad. There were bad parts of it, but it was like, ooh. And we and we got it back down. And then I think I think we're mid twenties now. But it's interesting. So, what are you doing with uh, what are you doing with the uh, morning upgrade? When did that? T- tell tell everybody what morning upgrade is first, and then we'll talk about the details around it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, morning upgrades started in the in the heat of COVID, April of 2020. I've always been into personal growth, personal development. I really, honestly, think it's a necessity for entrepreneurs because a lot of it's like a you know head game and and just trying to make yourself stronger. Uh, one of my guests, in my podcast, he he describes like his morning routine and personal development as like his mental armor. And so I'm fully bought into that. But I've I, I've always gravitated towards it, and I was writing about it on LinkedIn, and then I was like, you know, what, I should create a brand out of this and try to reach more people and help more people and just kind of see where it takes me. I don't really have a super concrete agenda. Maybe I'd create a mastermind one day, uh, but right now I'm just building the brand, building the audience. And so it started out as a, as a blog. And then I created a podcast, had to learn that whole process, wrote a book and just you know, created a morning routine product and just kind of have been involving it since then. I don't know where it's going to take me, but I, it's a journey that I, I'm really passionate about and I'm just, I'm enjoying the ride.
0: So what does a uh, morning upgrade mean? I mean, what, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. Morning upgrades. I'm a big fan of morning routines. To me, that's like my pillar habit, you know? And so uh, you know, the tagline upgrade your morning, upgrade your life. And so I start my day with a specific series of tasks and that sets me, sets my day up for, you know, for success, you know? And so, And, uh, you know, the, the brand is more about, it's not just about morning routines. It's about personal development too. So my, my mission is to raise the awareness of personal development and morning routines and to meet interesting people like you. And so, uh, it's my impact project, I guess you can say, because someone listens to a podcast, they're going to learn new things. They're going to learn something. And so it's just my way of just doing my part to help people. So. I, you know, I'm
0: going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into this tentatively because we don't know each other. So, you know, we don't know. <laughs> so I don't really know. We don't know how each other going to respond when we get pushed on a little bit, but okay. so I'm not a routine person at all. Like I, I don't, I don't, as a matter of fact, my, I just, I probably work, they work against me. So when you say morning routine and you said, I got a, a specific list of tasks that you complete every day, my question for you would be, what happens on days when you don't complete a couple of tasks? Like, tell me what happens uh, throughout the day for you.
1: Yeah. So I would say I'm fairly routine driven, but not super. I'm, I'm pretty flexible myself. Like I exercise every day and I do my morning routine most days. And so for me, like my mornings, it's, it's quick. It's not, a. have had some guests that have like three hour militant, just whoo. And that works best for them. My, my routine is like a quick 30 minute I read, I read a couple of pages, I got a book to my right here, I read a couple of pages. I journal a little bit, gratitude practice, exercise, you know, you know pull-ups for five minutes and things like that. So I've got a quick 30 minute routine that checks off a lot of boxes for me. When I don't do it because I there's been times where I would go on vacation uh, like uh, we just went to Alaska and I that was a cruise. And I just couldn't do my morning routine because it's a tight little cabin and I it, what happens to me if I'm not doing my morning routine religiously is I get into a funk, I just kind of feel blah, I feel unmotivated. I can't describe it, but it's real. I feel it, you know, and we're all wired differently. Right. So, but that's what happens to me. It just puts me in a funk.
0: Well, that and so that, I'm glad that you were honest about that. And I appreciate you sharing that because I, and that as I, as a business coach, when I want to, when I teach and coach my clients, um, one of the things I talk about is rhythm versus routine and and a routine as you're describing it h- helps millions and millions of people around the world. And I think a lot of people are wired that way. And I appreciate you saying that we're all wired different because I think, I, I agree. I think you're, you're wired a certain way to make you successful. And when you operate within your wiring, you have the a higher uh, odds and probability of being successful, which you have been, which is fantastic. And, and for me, I think that a lot of times you hear people that are saying things like you're saying, but they, they say it legalistically, you have to do a morning routine. you have to, and if you don't, you're going to be terrible. Well, 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 so when I coach my clients, I'm like, hey, man, maybe you're a rhythm person and rhythms and routines are a little different. Like rhythm is just the natural beat to which life moves. So there are certain things I do on a regular day that you might call my morning routine, but I just call it my morning rhythms. Like I get up and I go ride my bicycle for a little while. I come sit in the back porch and have a cup of coffee and go through my prayer journals. I do that type of thing. But if I don't do it, I don't get in a funk. Because I don't, it's not a routine for me. It's like, okay, that, I should have done it, but I didn't do it. I'm okay with <laughs> that. Does that yeah. make sense? Any of that, yeah, that make sense?
1: No, it does. It actually, you're, you're, you're making me think like that's a blog post potentially rhythm versus routine. I do like it. Uh, I, I'm pretty lenient with myself, but if I go a prolonged period of time without the morning routine, like three plus days, that's when I could feel the funk starting to form. But I'm not like, if I miss a day, I'm not like, you idiot, you know, I, I don't like beat <laughs> myself up. Life is life, you know. But do do you do? But do you think though that this five AM club mentality that's
0: out there right now is doing as much help as it's intended to do, or or is it harming people? And 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 I'm gonna I'll, I'll soften the question by saying I particularly believe that it's doing a lot more unintended. There's unintended consequences there because so many entrepreneurs that I coach feel. Um, guilty that they are not getting up at five and they don't do these things. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that's okay. You don't have to do that. It's all right. But, but you seem like a reasonable guy. Like you're the morning upgrade. You should do these things. These are great for you, but it's okay if you're wired different. And I read so many gurus on, on Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, YouTube and they're like, hey, you got to do it. If you don't get up at five, you're a loser. You're never going to be a millionaire.
1: So yeah. what do you think about that? I mean, I, I try to get it right. 80, 80% of the time. So, I just, I, I can't be that militant myself where I'm perfect. And I understand the all or nothing mentality. Like if you're trying to give up junk food, it's easier to give up junk food altogether than say, Oh, sometimes I'll eat it. Sometimes I won't cause it's slippery slope. But to me, I, I, I think you need to find out what works best for you. Like I can't get up at 5.00 AM that, that's not, that is not happening. I wake up at a reasonable time, 630 and I get my routine in. Um, I think the biggest thing with the 5.00 AM, I mean, I, two things came to mind when you're asking me that it's, for me, it's not a matter. It's not the fact of getting up five a.m. and all that stuff. It's it's more about like the person that you're becoming. So if you're getting up at five a.m. and you're investing in yourself, it's you're changing your identity. You're changing your mindset. Like you're becoming a person that invests in themselves, and I think that has a trickle effect into other areas of your life. I think that's the biggest, big, biggest thing for me with the morning routines is the biggest benefit is that you're changing your identity. That. Yeah, you're the person that invests in yourself. Yes. You're doing gratitude practice. That's all important, but you're also changing your identity to become that person. Um, but I think you also need to have self-care and, and compassion for yourself, like where you're not perfect. You can't beat yourself up. You have to recognize your wins. You have to be grateful and all that. So I think it is a slippery slope because sometimes people get so focused on, I've got to get better, 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 better. And meanwhile, they're not really present as to what they've accomplished and, and they're not present in their daily life, and it's a slippery slope of always focusing on the future and not living in the present. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it-
0: no, I, I think it's awesome. And I, I re- I'm 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 surprised that we got into this today, although probably shouldn't have been because you wrote a book called Morning Upgrade, and it's all about morning routines. But I, I remember two particular clients I was coaching just within the last six months. Uh, and, and they were in two different group coaching groups so they didn't influence one another in their in their perspective but i remember when i uh, part of part of my coaching platform i actually take about i don't know 15 minutes of an eight session coaching cohort there's only 15 minutes in one little spot where i talk about the difference between rhythm and routine and and both these people were like, you have no idea how free that makes me because I felt guilty this whole time that I wasn't doing all this stuff. And it, it encouraged me, I, I actually wanted to go and write uh, a, a little an old PDF called Rhythm Versus Routine. It's very simple. It's just like, here's what a rhythm is, what a routine is. If you're a routine person, these are the things you, you you like and do, and this is your rhythm. And then, of course, I put my spin on it at the end of it. It's like, I'm a rhythm guy and I, I would, I would prefer a rhythm over routines, but I, what, so talk about morning upgrade just in general. What, what are you teaching in that book? And on your, I know you talk about it on your podcast, the morning upgrade podcast, but what in the book are you teaching entrepreneurs or leaders or anybody to do?
1: Yeah. So my book, it's called the entrepreneur, Se- entrepreneur secret weapon, how to use Uh personal development and morning routines to upgrade your life and business. I will admit it's like, it's probably nothing new. I mean, like I'm not, I'm just, I'm learning from other people and then I'm just basically compiling what I've learned and what's helped me into a a little handbook, 112 page handbook. If you want to call it that with what I've learned and what's uh, and you know, different strategies. And so I'll go over uh, obviously morning routine, of course, go over mindset, uh, exercise, health and fitness, uh, incorporating personal development into your workplace, incorporating personal development into your, into your family, and so, just all the things that have helped me, and it's like a collection of tips and strategies uh, where people could just pick from. And you know, there's a lot of takeaways, hopefully. So, but I'll admit, there's like you know, if you if you read The Miracle Morning, if you listen to podcasts like this, and you know, it's it's probably stuff that you haven't heard before. Stuff that you have heard before, but it's all compiled into a handbook through my lens. You know, through through my experience, through my lens, and I try to give as much tips as possible.
0: So give so give the name of the book again. So I want to make sure everybody heard
1: that. It's called the Entrepreneur's Secret Weapon. It's on the Amazon. The
0: Entrepreneur's Secret Weapon.
1: Yeah, basically, the secret weapon is personal development, personal you know morning routines and personal development.
0: Well, so I'm I'm making notes. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm I'm looking down and I'm not being rude. I'm not looking at my phone. But I'm making <laughs> notes because because the Entrepreneur's Secret Weapon. You you listed if I if I got this right, Ryan, in my notes here. That there were, I think, four things and hopefully I didn't miss any morning routine being one, of course, the morning upgrade part of that mindset, exercise, and then personal development. And the personal development you talked about, family and and work. Did I miss anything?
1: Well, and actually, it's funny. We were talking about before about not beating yourself up. There's a chapter on getting it right 80% of the time because I've been having my own brothers. Like my one brother was like, I, I listen to your podcast, but it stresses me out listening to these long routines and I just don't think I could ever do that. And I was like, I don't do that. I have a short routine. Some of my guests have short routines. You have to find what works, that works best for you. That's the thing. Like, you know, don't stress out over it. It's just it's just a morning routine. We're not, you know, it's nothing serious. Just find out what works best for you. And then my other brother, brother was like, doesn't it stress you out? Always trying to get like 1% better and all that. Like, don't you ever just relax? I'm like, I am very relaxed. I actually have a lot of fun too. I just am bought into like that personal growth is very important. And I'm just trying to make, more right decisions than bad decisions and keep involving myself and learning new things to me it's like a fun game and so i think you just you know it's 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 uh i don't know it's fun it's fun
0: we're going to take a break from our show right now to bring you our sponsors all right thanks for listening to our sponsors now back to the show you are ryan probably one of the most reasonable dudes i've had on the show in a long time because you know you you have a belief a pretty strong belief about how you think things should go but but you you couch it in a way like listen if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you it's all good and I think the world needs more of that and I what's what's sad is that social media doesn't reward that because I feel like I'm I'm kind of like you I, I I have very strong beliefs in how things should go and at the, but at the end of the day, I'm like, listen. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. If you don't, if it's not for you, don't do it. But but social media doesn't re, doesn't reward people like you and me. They reward the guys that say, listen here, you son of a, you know, you got to do this, or you're an idiot, or you're a beep. You know, there's lots of beeps and blurbs and 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 like that's not me, and that doesn't sound like you either. Is that am I
1: reading you right? You're re- reading me very right. I, I think it's because polarizing can be a good thing, I guess, for social media. You know, because you're. I guess you get a better following. I, I can't stand social media. I mean, I have accounts on it. It's part of my business too, but I just, uh, you know, I just, I don't really like being on it. And so uh, I think too, as I get older, I'm 43 right now. I've got three kids, 11, nine and seven. So things are getting real, real fast. Um, I think fun is, I think fun is important. Like I, I, I work a lot, but I also like to have fun to go, go out with our friends, have a late night, And, uh, just try to have fun. We go on road trips and just try to see a lot of things. Just got back from Alaska and Washington state worked a little bit while I was there, but also had a lot of fun. So I think fun, fun. And what do I want my life to look like as I get older? Like those are things that are top mind now, maybe some getting older and stuff. I'm just thinking about this stuff more. It can't always be like work, 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 work though. That's important. You have need to work hard, but I think that fun part of it needs to be there. Otherwise to me, like, what's the point? And that's becoming more and more obvious to me as I get older. You know, I think you're 100% right. I,
0: I, I think so many entrepreneurs, they have that in their mind that their job is to go and work their asses off for a, you know, whatever period of time it takes. They work, 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 work with a hopefully one day there's this payoff and then they can take time off and they can finally do things but I'm I'm of the mind and that's my entire coaching program is based on, you can live the exit lifestyle right now. You don't have to wait if you design your life the right way it's lifestyle design. So if you, if you're designing a business that's really a job that doesn't allow you to live the life that you want, you know, why, why are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. So I love Ryan, what you're, what you're saying. Let me ask you this question. What is your, cause this is the the name of the show is the root of all success. So what would you in your own words, define that word success, what does that mean to you?
1: I think success can be many things. It doesn't, doesn't need to be financial. Uh, There's plenty of very miserable, very successful people, right. have a lot of money and just mess up their lives. And so I think it's, I think it's really inner peace. I think there's a financial component too, as well. I think, you know, when I think of success, I do think of, you know, uh, financial freedom. Um, I also think of like inner peace where you're, you're comfortable with yourself. You're comfortable in your own skin, you've got a family that loves you um, or a boyfriend or girlfriend or extended family, whatever family that loves you. Um, and that you're having fun. Use that word again. And then I think impact too, where it's not just about you. you know, you're, you're, it could be just one person it doesn't mean you have, doesn't mean you have to have like this huge tribe that you're impacting, but you're, you're, you're intentional about the impact you're trying to have. And so to me, it's like, it's not just one thing. I think there's a few things that I just described to me, that's success. Based on
0: that definition, which I like, by the way, do you consider yourself to be a successful person?
1: I do check off all those boxes, but and maybe this is like the personal growth thing of me. I feel like I got a ways to go, you know, like I'm not, I'm not fully there yet. You know, it's uh, I've got a lot of different seasons coming up with the kids getting older and college and their careers and then, you know, empty nest. And so I've got these different things coming up and, uh, you know, but I, I, do, I do focus on all those things I said. And so I do think I'm successful, and I'm proud of where I've gotten to today. But I think I've, I think I'm, I i do not think I'm there yet. I think I need to. I acknowledge what I've accomplished. I'm grateful for what I've accomplished. I've worked hard, um, but I've, I've more to do. So,
0: well, when did, uh, so when did you enter the realm of success? Like when. You know, and I mean, there there was probably a moment at which you were like, "Wait a minute!" You know, you you, the things you listed: financial freedom, inner peace, fun, and impact. There was probably a moment in your life you looked at, you were like, being self aware. Hey, you know, I'm
1: I'm a successful person. When did that happen? I think the last five years. Good question. I've never been asked that before. I'm trying to give you a good answer. I mean, I've had like, if I think back to like the affiliate marketing days, and I you know built and sold a website selling piano lamps starting the digital division of Ballantine. I've, I've had these moments where, Hey, that was kind of cool. You know, a lot of, a lot of challenges too. Like you mentioned real estate, um, real estate investor. I've, we've had, we've owned some, we've owned some homes and we've had, we've gotten through some just horrible challenges, with those things like mold and ceilings collapsing and we handled it. We got through it. And I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. That would have, that probably would have crippled me 10 years ago and I was able to handle it. Um, but I would say the last five years I've become, and maybe it's because honestly like morning upgrade, it's, it's, it's forcing me to become more intentional and more aware of myself and what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. Cause I got the book and I've got the people I speak to like you and stuff like that. And so, um, I would say the last five years, I've started to become just more aware of what I've accomplished and what, what I shouldn't say, what I've accomplished, what we've accomplished. What do you think the,
0: what do you think the, the success secret is for you? Like what, 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 what did you have access to? What did you do? What luck did you stumble into? Like what, what was your, the root of your success? What was the secret? What, what allowed you to get to that place of financial freedom and inner peace and fun and impact?
1: Yeah, I would say for sure. Cause I don't think I'm like the smartest guy in the world. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm decently smart, but like, if you look at my grades, I guess um, I would say for me, it's definitely the persistency and consistency. I just keep going, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm not that I don't get into funks to get down and get bothered by challenges. I do. I mean, that's why I do personal development so much, but I just keep going. I mean, I think, you know, back. it's really started from college. Just keep going because I like this stuff. And, and, uh, so I think it's definitely the persistency, uh, and the willpower, I think too. I read an article that willpower is more important than IQ. And uh, I think uh, the willpower and the persistency for sure. Well, I, I think it's
0: very interesting, Ryan, that you that you mentioned those things because I was just um just the other day was I don't know if we, I was I can't remember if it was a conversation I was having or I was watching a video or what it was, but they were talking about the that the intelligent are outperformed. The the uh and, and I'll finish this whole statement in a minute. The intelligent are outperformed, the uh the more well funded are outperformed, the more gifted are outperformed by those who are consistent.
1: Mm. Yeah, I you know have you read a Darren Hardy's Compound Effect book?
0: No, I have Darren, not.
1: Yeah, Darren Hardy, it's called The Compound Effect. It's probably the book I recommend the most, but it basically summarizes what you just said there. Um, it's the small decisions, the small wins, the small actions that you take, compounded over time, that usually create the most success. Not that you mean, you, yeah, you can, you can hit a hit a home run, a unicorn, but. Um, it's those small actions compounded over time that creates the most success. And that, that was like a big mindset shift for me because I, I can, I can see how that would work. I can, I can buy into that. Like I, I it seems like a doable plan for me, just trying to make small, consistent 1% gains every day. And so that book has been a, been profound for me.
0: I'll have to look that up. I wrote that down. So it's Darren Hardy, the compound effect.
1: Yeah. He's got a bunch of books. He's got a, he's got a pretty successful business. He's kind of like a Jim Roan. I think Jim Rohn was his mentor. And so he's got a lot of, if you like Jim Rohn, you'll like some of his stuff, but the, the book is very good. It's very easy to read. We read it at Valentine in our book club and uh, everyone seemed to like it. Short read, 150 pages.
0: Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to take a look at that because I, I do believe that consistent effort and consistent progress towards a, towards a goal is better than just being more intelligent, more gifted, more well-funded. You know, I think, I think that those things help but if you're not willing to apply it and in and, and your secret to success and how you become successful as an entrepreneur, as, as an author, as, a, as someone who's doing making an impact in the world is because you've been consistent and persistent. And that has led you to your definition of success, which is financial freedom. And it's having inner peace, it's being able to have fun and it's yeah. being able to make impact. And I, I think that's beautiful. I, I love I love that. So thank you. Congratulations on that. I think that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I I think back, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think I, I can't think of one day where I haven't put a little bit of work into one of the businesses. And you might be like, wow, he sounds like a crazy person, but it's, it's fun. And, and then it's also being aware of like, making time for your friends and your family and trying to find that, not that balance exists, but that, that combination of things that fill your cup. And when you do that, when you get that right, it's, it's, it's a good spot to be in.
0: Yeah, man. Well, this has been an, a very, very good conversation, one that I'm glad that I was able to have with you. So I want to I want to ask you to give some advice as we finish up our, our time together today on the show. Um, so, Ryan Cote, as you are talking to you know all these entrepreneurs that are listening to the Root of All Success today, there's there's this. Spectrum. There's the people that are really early on the front end of entrepreneurship, and there's people that are very, very successful on the other end of the spectrum. So there's all the spectrum. But if you if you could speak to the first side of that, if you could say, "Hey, to these new these newer entrepreneurs, they're either just now getting started, they haven't yet started." In your experience, as someone who's successful, what would you what advice would you give them?
1: I would say, expect challenges, um, embrace them. Uh, and this is kind of going to kind of be like a brain dump of stuff, but it's going to make sense, I think. So, you know, don't give up. Um, expect problems and deal with them. Don't run away from them because they become like the screaming toddler, just get, it just gets louder and louder. Like I mentioned before, build up your mental armor, and that could be the morning routine. Doesn't need to be. I'm not saying should. I don't want to shoot at anyone. Uh, but, uh, that's good. <laughs> I got from one of my masterminds, so I can, I got to give credit credit to uh, Tommy Bree Love from my masterminds. But uh, I'm not shooting on you, but. Create some sort of habit, whether it's exercise or gratitude practice or a morning routine, something that's going to build up your mental armor. Um, invest in yourself; it's the best investment you can make. Um, and figure out what that looks like for you. Um, but don't give up. There's going to be, if what I found, there's a, there's ups and downs. I try to keep myself level on the ups, so I'm kind of level on the downs. And I just and just know that this shall pass. You know, if you're going through a challenge, just work through it. You'll get you'll get you'll get on the other side. And then the wind's right around the corner. And so whenever I've been in a situation where it's been really dark, there's been a gigantic wind on the other end. And so just, you know, just keep going and have fun too. Don't forget to have fun.
0: So if people want to reach out to you and they say, I like this guy, I like his perspective. He's reasonable. He's successful. He's uh, got a good definition of success. What's the best way for them to connect with Ryan Cote?
1: I mean, go to Morning Upgrade, MorningUpgrade.com. If you want to look at the marketing agency, that's Ballantine.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well, uh, Ryan Cote. You know, I'm pretty visible, so you'll you'll find me there.
0: All right, so it's MorningUpgrade.com, and it's Ryan Cote, and it's spelled C-O-T-E. Uh, R-Y-A-N-C-O-T-E. For those that are listening in their cars, whatever you're doing, you're not not seeing this, uh, you're not watching watching this on YouTube. It's Ryan Cote, C-O-T-E. So look him up, folks. Good conversation, Ryan. Thank you so much for doing this today. Uh, Congratulations on your success. And I wish you much success in helping people with their morning upgrade. Because while I'm not a routine person, I completely and 100% appreciate what you're doing. And I think that what you're teaching is phenomenal. And I love the perspective uh, that you've got. So, man, congratulations and thanks for being on the show with me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You did a great job, Jason. Appreciate you. Well,
0: there you have it, folks. Another successful entrepreneur about his journey to success. And what's interesting about his journey to success, if you listened very carefully, you notice that Ryan talked about lifestyle design. And making sure that you could have fun. As a matter of fact, when he gave his definition of success, he talked about the success to him is not only financial freedom and inner peace and, and impact, but he wants to have fun. And we talked a lot about that fun, that word fun today. Well, I, I ask I ask people a lot of, a lot when I'm doing public speaking or in social media when I'm interacting with potential. Uh, people who are potentially interested in what I do as a business coach, I, I ask a question—you know, various versions of this question—like, "Hey, one means it sucks, and ten is absolutely ideal." Where, where what's your business providing you in life right now? Is it is it ideally providing you what you what you really like? So, I want to ask you that question, listener. So, as an entrepreneur, one means terrible, and ten is absolutely perfect. The business that you own and run. Is it providing, what number are you on that scale? And if you're not a 10, my question back to you would be, well, what would take to make it a 10? How do you get to that life that you want? How do you get to the lifestyle that you desire? See, so many entrepreneurs, um, so many entrepreneurs, we talked about this with Ryan today on the show, so many entrepreneurs work, 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 work with this hopes of one day exiting the business with this huge paycheck so that they can finally live the life that they want. Well, that's, that's, you don't have to do that. It's the same thing as why would you work 40 years in a, in an, as an employee, just to take 10 years of retirement somewhere? Like why, why can't you build and design a life that allows you to live what you want, the way you want to live today. And that's, as a matter of fact, what I do every day as a business coach. And I want to finish the show out today by offering you something. Uh, I have, have just spent a lot of time and energy and money developing, uh, an exit timeline evaluation tool. And you can go to the real slash am I ready? It's it's the real slash am I ready. And when you get there, uh, if you're interested, you can purchase the opportunity to take this timeline evaluator, which is a full deep dive into where you're at. How how quick can you get to the lifestyle that you truly want? And so the questions have been curated and designed so that uh, my team and I can take a look at that and give you some coaching on the back end. so you get some coaching with that with that uh, with that uh, timeline evaluation tool to say, listen, these are the, this is how close you are to being able to live that life that you want to get you to the 10. and these are the steps that you're going to need to take to get there. And there may be a recommendation to get involved in a coaching program or a mastermind, or it may say, hey, all you need to do is X, y and Z, and you can execute that on your own. But wouldn't you want to know that? Don't you want to get to that fun, impactful life, the inner peace and the financial freedom that, that, uh, that Ryan talked about on the show today? Well, go to am slash ready, and see for yourself. Are you ready to live the exit lifestyle? Please tune in again next week when we talk yet again to another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I'm the real
2: Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success.